Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where two things typically happen. One, I either have a fabulous... No, wait a second. I typically have a go-in conversation with a fabulous person. Or secondly, I've been talking over my blog post as a way of creating more content and uh, being able to utilize that for... um, my podcast for video so those are two things i've been kind of doing with the podcast but today ladies and gentlemen i got the one and only with me and and i asked derek to come in because i'm trying out some new stuff with ecamm live to do my podcast a little bit better to be able to not have to edit as much as in final cut pro and so you know how you call that one friend? Like, if you mess up, they don't care. They still going to love you. But if, it's, if it goes well, they're going to act like they had something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Derek is that friend for me. But also, Derek is one of the smarter people that I know. And so I have a new format that I want to do here on the Hetty Coleman Podcast. What up, Derek? What's going on, baby? How you doing? Man, I'm living large. Thank you for being patient with me. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for inviting me. I have until what time? You got about 3.30. You got about 29 minutes. I got 29 minutes to get this all in. Let's go. Uh, So uh, today I want to kind of do a format to where I'm really going to ask Derek to hone in on a particular win that he's had. And I've already kind of pitched the win that I know that he had, which is writing your book, right? Yes, sir. And then um, we're going to talk about some of the right things Derek has been consistent in to achieve uh, the win of writing a book. And not just one book. Derek has written two books. And so he has been in that phase of discovering right thing so we'll talk about maybe what he discovered from the first book that he tweaked and adjusted to be more consistent in on his second book yeah so now this is the way i hope it all works out i don't have any of this written down i'm going off the top of my head so uh thank y'all again for uh being with me so Derek. Yes, sir. Man, jump in. Just give everybody just a little bit about who you are and and uh, what you do, and um, and let we we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Derek Sire, uh, born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma, groomed into a man here in Oklahoma City. Been here for the last uh, twenty years. I've been married uh, for going on twenty years. Have uh, two children, fifteen year old, fourteen year old, and uh, we reside in Oklahoma City. And uh, I work with youth uh, here in Oklahoma City. Uh, I do mentoring. I do professional development that deals around group dynamics and relationship development. Uh, so I really love working with people and with groups. And that is uh, what both of my books are about. The first one it was called Small Stories, Big Teens, uh, talking about everybody that has a story, how these small stories create these big stories, how within a, in a book, there are chapters within chapters, there are paragraphs, paragraphs down to, to lines, lines down to words. Uh, and that's how stories are written. Uh, and the second book is called My Life of List, which is me uh, observing the world around me and kind of breaking down those observations into life, uh, learnable, these biteable, these edible uh, type of uh, learning tips. So uh, I think that's a great transition, man. When you think about right things, how we can go into the next part. Yeah, man. So first, let's do this. What made writing a book a win for you and how do you determine a win? Yeah, uh, a win is simply reaching my goal. That that's a win for me. 
Uh, and I think one of the things that anybody that follows Hedy that's been a part of his goal win approach, uh, he breaks down these big concepts into these small ones. And so, again, he breaks the year down into months, months down into week, weeks, down into days, days down into hours. Uh, and I love the way that he's done that. I had never thought about doing life that way until I went through the goal win approach. Uh, man, that's probably going on six years ago, five years ago uh, when, when he had his first. When did you have your first goal win session? Man. I would say it was 2000, 2010. Was it 10? Well, Paradigm Shift's been around for about 10 years. Wow. So, so longer than that, before yeah, my business uh-huh. even started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you came through a regular workshop, mm-hmm. and then you came to and did it like a session. Yeah. Just us, this is just the two just of us, and right. went deeper, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he's had shipwreck talks, which talks about – you know, how do you learn from your mistakes? And I was, Eddie's done a lot of good stuff here uh, in the great city of Guthrie. But for me, uh, when I think about what are those right steps, it's me being able to break down those big ones uh, into the smaller ones. And so every day I wake up, I make this little list for me. And uh, some of the lists that I make are a moment lists. They're, they're by the hour, by the day. Some are, I need to get this done in a week. Some are, I need to get this done in a month. And for me, when I was writing these books, a win for me, I couldn't focus on writing the book. I couldn't focus on writing a book. That concept was overwhelming for me. And so I had to take that and, and make that a later win. Uh, for me, uh, writing chapters, writing stories, writing chapters, that sometimes felt daunting to me. And so I had to move that to a different section. For me, when I started writing this book, the first thing, which was a win for me, was to just get up and write. That I think people, they think about publishing and the impact that it's going to have and graphic design and uh, all these awesome things. But in order to get to those moments, you just have to wake up and write. You got to wake up. What do I want to write about today? Do I want to write about the same thing every day? Do I want to write about a topic until it's done? Well, however that is, whatever your style is, you got to get up and write. The next thing I learned, which for me, which was another win, I had to discover my writing style. And so I interviewed several authors and some of them said, man, no matter what, you got to write every day. You just got to put yourself in this mode of writing every day. I talked to another author and that author said uh, he is an inspirational writer. And so if he writes every day and he doesn't feel like writing, then he writes like crap. But the moment that he's inspired, he flows and he can write five or six days worth of writing in that one or two or three hours rather than trying to make himself write all the time. And so for me, as I was developing this concept of a book, I had to break down the big concept of a book of chapters into just writing. What's my style? How do I write? And those became wins. So on the on the idea of asking other people yeah. to kind of help you discover what are the right things to do, mm-hmm. um, how did you pick those people? How did you find them? I'm just curious. Yeah, it was it was anybody, man. Anybody that was a writer or a reader. Um, I, I had different people that I consulted on the book, depending on what I needed. And so there are some people who were not authors. They were graphic designers. They designed books. There are other people who edit books, but they weren't writers. And so I just grabbed the people, anybody that was willing to sit with me, email me, talk with me, meet me for coffee. Uh, I probably consulted 15 people uh, before writing my very first book. But as far as authors were concerned, um, I wanted people that had, uh, I talked to uh, Stan Teller. Stan Teller, uh, the, the great writer, um, the great theologian, uh, not only here, but in, in the Nazarene church. Um, he's published over 75 books in his life. Um, and he is a professional consultant, 
worked alongside very significant uh, orators here in our country. Has been all over the world. Uh, and then I wrote, uh, our, I talked to people who wanted to be authors and they had not never written a book before, but they had ideas that they wanted to express uh, in written form. And so it was everybody in between, man. I was just trying to figure out who had information to share. And if it applied, then I kept it. If it didn't, I discarded it. That's good. That's good. And so when you're thinking about um, what to discard and, and what not, mm-hmm. how, how long did you give something before you decided this is something that I would keep? And what were you looking mm-hmm. for in that? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, how do I decide what I keep and what I discard? Uh, there were there was somebody that I, I talked to and um, uh, she was a romance novel writer. And uh, some of the stuff that she gave me uh, appealed to the senses, a lot of the senses, how things felt, how things touched. Come on, romance novel uh, readers. You know, there are some things that make those books very interesting, right? Um, and and uh, I couldn't take all of that, but I could take a, a little bit of it, right? So maybe not her approach of what she's trying to get people to feel, but I knew I needed to use my words and descriptions to make people feel a certain way. And so being able to take the concept, but not like the hard examples. And so I took the part, I took the meat off the bones and I threw the bones away, kept the meat. Um, other people were more um, educational or academic writers. And so they are very wordy, very lengthy. These are people that are helping co-author five, six, seven hundred page uh, books. And these are textbooks, like academic books, like in class. And I knew I didn't want to write one of those. Uh, but what I did like about them was using other things to back their claims or their opinions. Right. And so for me, it was very uh, important to reference uh, pastors, to reference friends, to reference other people uh, that either thought along the, the same lines or thought contrary. So it's just, you know, you figure out what you need based on where you're going. Uh, and to be honest, some stuff I thought I didn't need and I actually did. And I was ready to discard it, but ended up having to retrieve it because it fit where I was going. And I didn't necessarily know where I was going. So I think some of those decisions you make up front, the others you make along the way. When when you think about um, the things that you discard, then you brought some things back. Yeah. Um, was there ever a time where you was like, man, I discarded that thing, but I think I'm going to go back to it and – yeah. And why was that? And, and and how long was it before you may would sometimes identify that? Because I understand you're saying, man, right. that didn't work. So I discarded it, went right. back to it. Was there a time you was like, oh, man, I need to go back to that thing that I, I discarded? Yes. So um, one, of, one of my next books, I have three or four books that I want to get done over the next couple of years. Uh, one of them is called Love Letters. And I remember sitting down with you uh, years ago when you and I decided to start writing uh, people. And you was like, man, I think I'm going to do cards. And I was like, man, I'm doing letters, bro. Like I'm doing <laughs> letters. And I got to around 500 letters. I wanted to make sure that I wrote everybody like two page letters. And so uh, I get to the point where I'm going through all this paper and all these stamps and my hand is hurting and I'm going through pens like crazy. And um, I was just thinking, um, it was a couple weeks ago. I was like, I think I need to do cards. <laughs> I need new cards. And so um, part part of this project, part of uh, my Love Letters book, uh, will focus on the back end more on cards. And and that that's something like that, I think, is very simple. And I'll give you another example. But the reason the, the, the cards, I believe, now are more effective for my life is because I have a lot more going on. 
And so it's it's more about the thought of taking time and letting someone know that you thought about them, sending them encouragement rather than the length of what you write. Right. Because mm. I can write two pages and just be talking about random stuff. But for me now in, in this life, the point of life that I am, cards are just much more effective. And I think people understand the sentiment. Yeah. And I'll give you another example. Um, it, going back directly to the book, uh, I remember thinking about using, um, um, I, I was going to reference people, but not use their, their names or their posts. And uh, uh, I, I talked to two people, Taylor Doe and Hetty, and they was like, bro, like, how cool would that be if you just included people in your book? And I was like, nah, man, like, I don't want to go through asking all these people. And so I just started writing. I just started writing. And the more I thought about it, I was like, that makes so much more sense to include people in my project. Like, it's just a name and a post. And they obviously posted on my list. And so, you know, they enjoyed being part. Man, that has been the most popular part about my life list is that people are like, I'm in a book. My friend published me. And I thought the idea initially was stupid. I thought it was like, nobody's going to be glad that their name is in a book, but that's actually been the most uh, positive feedback that I've gotten is like, yo, I'm in a book. Thank you for putting me in the book. It's the first time I've ever been in a book. I've never had my name published in anything. And I'm like, man, it's something so simple that I discarded so quickly that ended up being a huge hit. Yeah. Um, so two books, right? Yes, sir. And, and just because of time, I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that two books, What what was the what would you say the two big differences as far as things that you were consistent in between the two books? Yeah. What, what was something that like, maybe not in the first book, but the second book, you were definitely saying, I need to be more consistent in this in order to really make this thing happen. Yep. Um, they, uh, I think the second book, I was kind of riding the wave of the first book. And so the first book, I just had to get going. Like I was just... I had to do it. I just and and wanting it to kind of present a certain way, uh, it just it felt a lot more laborious than the second book. The second book, uh, I kind of found a groove. Once I once I got in this groove of writing, um, and it wasn't every day. It was I was just sure to be when I was inspired to write or when I saw something, I, I had to make sure that I stopped and then I wrote in those moments. And so one of the biggest difference is the difference between. Uh, having to write and getting to write. It's the difference between a chore and a love, right? The second book, I had a lot more fun writing. Um, you can tell that it's, it's a longer book uh, by almost 100 pages. Um, I included people in the project. I left room, which is also another uh, heady, heady uh, thing. I left room for people to write and take notes and reflect back over the chapters. Um, it was just much more, much more fun. Um, and I was much more proud of that that project. Um, another thing that I did on the second one is that I had a group edit. So the first book, uh, I hired an editor, um, and uh, it, it was just I think a miscommunication in how the project came across. And so I had to actually republish that book because I released it um, with over three hundred uh, edits, three hundred errors in the book. And so I had to correct it. And, and, and republish it myself. The second one, I, I got eyes on everything. Like, check this one out. And there was still a couple in there, um, which I guess comes with self-publishing and self-distribution. But it was uh, it was more fun, fewer errors. I had great feedback. I included people along with the journey with me. And um, 
I think those are probably the, the two biggest differences between the first book and the second book. That's good. Would you ever write another book? Um, yeah, man. I got I got six ideas right now. Uh, love letters being one. Uh, I'm gonna write a book about my dad. Um, I've been tossing around this concept of uh, uh, followership, um, which is complementary to leadership. Like, how do people become leaders? They become great followers. So, how do we emphasize followership? Um, man, I want to have one uh, uh, that talks about coffee and its place in our society. I mean, I just, I just got ideas, man. Where I just want to, I just want to write. And I think the, one of the things that I love about a book, um, about a blog, about videos, is they can go places that I probably would never get to go. I have um, books in Hawaii, in Canada, uh, in Namibia uh, right now, just because people um, ask for books. They bought books. I sent books. Um, video. I have video. Um, I did a conference uh, for an oil and gas uh, organization here in Oklahoma City, and they broadcasted to India. I'm, I'm, I've never been to India, but my face and my voice and my thoughts, and my ideas are in those places. So that's what I love about printed material, about videos, is that you can send them uh, and they make room for you. And so when you go, uh, people are familiar with who you are and what you do. Uh, and it kind of breaks down some of the ice of unfamiliarity. So I'm definitely going to write again, man. So for those people out there right now who are saying, man, I want to write a book. Yeah. Uh, where would you tell them? to start tomorrow tomorrow uh what's something you're passionate about uh what's something that meets a need right what are you passionate about and does it meet a need and if you're passionate about it and you see that it meets a need how do those two coincide right what 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 uh makes your heart beat that fills a gap and then you got to figure out how it fills that gap and once you begin to talk out loud and think through it i think the words will flow I also want to uh, encourage people to not try to sound or look like anybody else, right? There's only one of you uh, on purpose and let that voice ring true. I think oftentimes people lose themselves in trying to be like other people. That goes for music. It goes for art. So if you're trying to start writing a book tomorrow, right, find out what you're passionate about and figure out if it meets a need, where the gap, where it fills the gaps, um, and then just just figure out how it fills those gaps and start writing according to that. People love stories. People like information delivered in stories. I think it's a great avenue uh, for content. And so I believe that everybody has a personal story that links in with their passion, which is why they're so passionate about it. So if you can identify your passion and then think backwards on where you see that passion linking up with your life. I think uh, that's what makes the, the writing part, getting the information out a lot easier, a lot more, a lot less laborious. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. And so um, thank you very much. So I just really want to have a, a, a opportunity to kind of think through this new format of really getting people on here just to talk over a win that they may have and then talk about some of those right things yeah. that they can be consistent, that they were consistent in in order to achieve that. Yeah. Because I really want to see people um, first define those wins for themselves and then really right. go after them. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. If you can discover what those right things are, you need to be consistent in and actually do them. Yeah. Uh, that, that's how you make that happen. And so the more I think people listen in on people's stories and they discover some things to be consistent in. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So, I agree. Um, w before we go, just real quick. Yeah. What's something to help you stay consistent in doing those right things? So because it's a challenge, right? It is. Like I have a morning routine that I try to 
do every morning, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out. Yeah. This week I was horrible at my morning routine. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was so bad. It was so bad. What What are some things that you have found? What one? Let's just say one thing uh, yeah. that you have found to help you kind of be consistent in doing those right things that you need to do. So you said a few things, so I started thinking of a few. Okay, pick one of the few. Uh, one of the few. You um, went on the time crunch, so I know, that I, I messed know. up. I know. Um. Uh, I'm gonna say two. I'm okay. Sorry. I'm okay. Go for it. One, uh, write it down, right? Like, and I say write, but like, get it down somewhere where it can be in your in your eyes, right? Instead of it, you just thinking about it or it being a thought. Uh, this is why I think the go in approach is so effective. It's been effective for me. I'll talk about it everywhere I go. Um, I have a list in my bag right now, a little spiral that has days and days and days and days of my list. Um, and so I think writing it down is so important. Keeping it in your phone. Um, Hattie's a big app guy. In fact, Notion. When he does, what is it? Notion. Right now I'm using Notion. Right now, as I. Right. <laughs> but it was like, we've gone from Evernote to like, Hattie be like, go download this app. Go download this app. And I'm like, okay. He's always got a new app. But you got to find a way to capture those yeah, things, right? For sure. So that's the first thing. Write it down, put it in your notes, in your phone, find an app, something. Second thing that I'll say, which has been uh, very beneficial to my life, is find people who will hold you accountable and encourage you. Right. I know uh, one of the, the greatest things, uh, maybe the worst things you can do is throw a throw, throw a thought out into the atmosphere, like audibly, because somebody's going to hear it. and They're going to catch it. And they're gonna be like, hey, man, I thought you said you was losing weight. All right, hey, man, I thought you said you was going to exercise. Hey, man, did you say you was writing a book? And now automatically you have some reminders in people. Uh, but the, the reminders can't just serve as reminders. They also have to be encouragers. So I would say write it down, put it somewhere. And then find somebody that is going to hold you accountable and encourage you. That's good, man. That is so good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman podcast. And go follow Derek. Derek, where where can they just, like, Uh, just in case you drop some information, just in case, where's the best place? I've been on this social media hiatus, man, but I'm going to drop it out there. Uh, Oh, my sire on on Twitter, sire55 on uh, Instagram, Derek Sire on uh, Facebook, OMAS Team Building on all platforms, O-M-O-S. Yes. Good, 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 good. All right, go follow him. Go, Go check him out because when he does drop something, I'm sure he will be utilizing social media. Uh, you can also get his books on Amazon, right? Yep. Um, you can go to my uh, uh, my life of list um, or uh, small stories, big teams. There's actually a website out for lifeoflist.com where you can get that book directly there. Uh, it saves on a bit of cost and shipping and all that good stuff. And so, uh, yeah. Nice. Go do it. Go do it, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, as always. As always, go win.